Every four years, people all over the world tune into the Olympic Games. They beam with pride as they pull for their country's athletes, battling to be the best in the world. But in the process, world-renowned Polish discus thrower Piotr Malakowski is aiming for something even bigger, the chance to make a difference in someone's life. Welcome to SC Featured, I'm Jen Latta. In the 2016 Rio Olympics, Piotr earned a silver medal for his performance in the discus competition. But it was what he said during his post-win interview that impressed people the most. If you have enough to share, you should do so because it brings them joy. And for some, it can even save their life. So I am hoping that someone will want to buy this silver medal. They can reach out to me on Facebook, and I'm sure we can come to an agreement, and then I can help another person. SC featured producer Michael O'Connor and reporter Chris Connolly traveled to Poland to meet with Piotr and a family desperately trying to save their son. I was walking towards him while he was practicing throwing the discus. And so immediately you realize that you're watching somebody who is arguably the best in the world at what he's doing at that moment. He's a guy, a very interesting person, a guy you know, with great warmth, great awareness of the needs of others, and someone who really feels like the success that he's enjoyed in throwing the discus has enabled him to do things for others that he would not be able to do otherwise. You mentioned his warmth and his awareness of others' situations. Where did that come from? Most of the people he knew growing up wound up in some sort of difficulty with the police. And it was really sports in general and throwing the discus in particular that elevated him out of that and gave him this amazing opportunity. And he's very mindful of where he came from and what it's like to not have food on the table or not have sports equipment or not have the opportunities that other people have, uh, particularly when they're growing up. Since 2005, Piotr has earned 11 medals in world competitions, such as Olympic Games, World and European Championships, and the European Team Championships. Producer Michael O'Connor learned this was not the first time Piotr had done something like this. We discovered that he's really given away every medal, trophy, award he's ever received. He sees the opportunity of being able to win these these trophies, these awards, and sees that there's a greater good he, he can create by giving them a way to, to help people, children especially. The medal represents the accomplishment. He is one of the few people who doesn't need the medal to either be reminded of the accomplishment or to know what he accomplished. How has he been able to separate that when so many athletes place so much value on the tangible medal? Piotr was telling us his son can always watch him on YouTube doing what he did at the Olympics. He doesn't need a medal around the house to prove that he did that. And yet, because people like you and I place so much value on the medal, Piotr realized that putting the medal up for auction could yield a great sum of money, that the medal itself had value even for those who had not done the work to achieve it. And that's in part what this story is about. That medal's value would be priceless for a family in Poland. 
In 2014, the Shemansky family, Tomasz and his wife Gosha, began to notice something was wrong with the left eye of their 16-month-old son, Oleg. It starts from my missus spotted his uh, eyes going to the one side, the left eye. Uh, it was it was going to the left side. Uh, she started to be worried about that. We asked a doctor, and they said this is normal, but my missus was still worried. So she took him to the other doctor, and uh, the other doctor spotted there is a there is a cancer. Oleg was diagnosed with retinoblastoma, a rare eye cancer most commonly found in children. It was like end of the life for me, seriously. It's my son, it's like uh, the most important person on the world for me. What did they tell you they wanted to do? It's a standard, a standard procedure in Poland. First step, it's like uh, hemotherapy for whole the body. After six cycles of chemotherapy, we, we fought, we won the, the fight with cancer, but reality was completely different. Every four weeks you have to go for checkups. So after six months they, on the checkup, they said to us, the tumor is active again. It's like end of the world again, to be honest, because you think you, you won, this is just normal checkup, and then you uh, hearing from the doctor you have to start again. And so for the next year and a half or so, they received treatment in Poland, which consisted of numerous rounds of general chemotherapy, which caused Oleg to lose his hair and experienced some weakness. And while some progress was made, the tumor kept coming back. And so finally, the doctors in Poland told Oleg's parents that they wanted to remove his eye. Gosha, Oleg's mother, who is not at all inclined to anger or to wrath, just flew into a rage and threw things and yelled and said, why aren't you taking care of my son? And at that moment, she and Tomak vowed that they would get other care for Oleg. And so they asked other people who had retinoblastoma children, and they heard about this doctor in New York. That doctor is Dr. David Abramson, the chief to the Ophthalmic Oncology Service at Memorial Sloan Kettering. He's been treating patients with retinoblastoma for more than 40 years. There are about 275 cases of retinoblastoma a year in the United States, so it's a rare cancer. For new patients, we see in excess of 100 new patients a year. And obviously that means that we treat many patients from outside the United States. If left untreated, what can retinoblastoma do to a young person? It is 100% fatal. Last year in the world, 50% of the children who developed retinoblastoma died. Not 100 years ago, last year. It is discouraging. On the other hand, our present cure rate, even with our large number of patients, many of whom have failed previous treatments, our present cure rates are over 99%. Dr. David Abramson, he's got a long and established history of dealing with children with retinoblastoma. So they wanted to go to New York and get their son treated by him. The problem was the cost. Estimating the cost for the care and for the trips and for staying in New York, they were looking at $300,000 to make that happen. 
And I asked Tamak, did you have any money like that? And he said, we didn't have 1% of that. So what did they do next? They reached out to every friend they had. And Gosha began to write to every celebrity in Poland she could imagine. Athletes and actors and anyone like that begging for help for her son. And she said, I didn't hear back much. At the end of the day, they were able to raise about $19,000, not nearly enough to save Oleg. The family began fundraising in the summer of 2016, the same time the Rio Olympics were going on. Tomasz and Gosha watched Piotr earn his silver medal live on TV, and moments after the competition, heard him say he wanted to give the medal to charity. Now I said to my missus, look, this is our chance. Oleg's mother, Gosha, messaged Piotr on Facebook, hoping for a miracle. She wrote, Hello, Piotr. We beg for help in raising funds for our son, Oleg, who has been fighting eye cancer for nearly two years. In Poland, there is no chance to save his eye. The only chance is with expensive therapy in New York. We have very little time. Thanks in advance. And two days later, you know, she started shouting and said, he replied, and he wants to give his medal to, to our son. Chris, were there many other people who responded to Piotr's desire to sell the medal? Well, Piotr told us because there were many people requesting help, he decided just to look at the first request. And because they had gotten in first, that was the only one he read. And because he himself has a child who's experienced some health problems, he knew how urgent the need was. And so he wasted very little time in getting back to Oleg's parents. Piotr reaches out to Oleg's parents, and they have a conversation as well. And I believe what Gosha told us, it was not like talking to a famous person. It's like talking to a friend. He was just instantly saying, what do you need? She told him how much money they needed, and he said, I think we can make that happen. News of Piotr's selfless act of kindness quickly spread around the world. His silver medal was put up for auction, and just days later, Dominika and Sebastian Kolchek members of Poland's richest family, known for philanthropic gestures like these, offered to buy it for the full cost of Oleg's travel and care. According to Oleg's parents, about three to $400,000. Less than a month later, the family was in New York to begin treatment with Dr. Abramson. On September 27, 2016, the family was in a hospital waiting room anxiously waiting to hear if the laser treatment Oleg received four weeks earlier was successful. With the family's permission, producer Michael O'Connor and a camera crew were given unique access to the medical staff. After the laser treatments, the family had to stay in New York City for that entire six weeks. They couldn't return, so they, they, they'd stayed in the city. It's very stressful. They're waiting for that opportunity to hear hear this news. Dr. Abramson allowed us to go back into the room. We're there when Oleg's sedated and he's he's looking inside the eye and there's monitors everywhere. It's called cottage cheese calcification because it looks kind of like calcified cottage cheese. It's not cottage cheese at all. It's dead cancer. Nothing but good news since the cancer is cured. We're a bit emotional leaving the room and then you realize... Well, we, now it's time to tell the parents. We have to hide our smiles of how happy we are to hear that 
Luke's cancer is, is gone at this time. You know, you, you see the weight that's on them and the stress. And then, you know, to be there where you see Dr. Abramson tell them was also really special opportunity to be able to witness. Nothing but good news. The other eye continues to be perfectly normal. There are no new tumors in this eye. And the bit that we lasered last time is now just scar tissue. So we had talked about the possibility that we'd want to do a little bit extra laser today. We don't need that. Wow. Almost hard to believe. Thank you. The areas that I had treated with the laser were now scarred down and dead. So it was successful in the sense that everything that was treated with the laser was destroyed. Did the family reach out to Piotr? They communicated with him immediately. They, they definitely are in constant contact. Piotr wants to know what's going on with Oleg. After six weeks, Oleg and his family traveled back to New York for a routine checkup. This time around, Dr. Abramson did not have good news for the family. What we didn't know is that lurking behind in areas that were smaller than the human eye can see were live cancer cells. And ultimately, those cancer cells regrew, repopulated, so that we had a tumor that was larger than when I had first seen the child. Oleg's parents were on this horrible roller coaster, as they'd been in Poland. One day there's good news, weeks later there's bad news, then there's good news, then there's bad news. They thought they were maybe past it, but in fact they were not. More from SC Featured in a moment, but first, we'd like to hear from you. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and a review. If you like what you hear, make sure you're subscribed so we're easy to find next time. And if you subscribe in the ESPN app, we can send you an alert whenever we have a new episode. Oleg had to undergo a second round of treatment in New York. This time, Dr. Abramson used radioactive plaque therapy, a different kind of treatment than before. Weeks later, Tomash and Gosha were once again in a hospital room, waiting for news on whether or not the tumor had grown. They don't think there's going to be good news. They feel that maybe their hope is lost, and it's a really sobering thing. You know, not only can you see it, I think you can hear it in their exhales, in the hands across their faces, in their overall mood. Okay. We've been there before. Exactly. You see all of this is gone. Jesus Christ. We've turned the tide. We've gone in the opposite direction. We've gone from it growing to it shrinking and nothing growing. All oh, right, okay. So the progress is still going, that's going to be smaller and smaller? Or? Right. Uh, this is a time to be happy. Are we worried about the future? Of course. We're always worried about the future. But this is a great response, it truly is. Thank you so much, thank you so much. This is the last visit, that kills me. 
The good news was as much a relief for the family as it was for producer Michael O'Connor and the camera crew that had been documenting Oleg's treatment. You could empathize with the family and the parents, what they're going through. For me, what, what kept us always trying to pursue this story where there had been some roadblocks here and there in the production is, you know, you connect. As a parent, my son is one month older than Olick is. So, you know, every time I was with him, it was like the exact same kid, except that he speaks Polish and mine speaks English. And this boy has cancer and mine doesn't. So, you know, what a great moment every time it's good news and, and the cancer is getting destroyed. What will his care be like going forward? At this point, Olick's in great shape, and his prognosis is excellent. And the bonus, kind of the bonus out of all this, is not just that Piotr gave up his medal so that Olick could have this treatment. It's that a real relationship developed between Olick and Piotr, that they genuinely began to enjoy each other's company, that they liked hanging out. We got to see them hanging out together a little bit at a science museum in Warsaw. It's just a remarkable thing. You see this, you know, this um, spectacular Olympian hero who goes about 260 pounds. Oluk, who is probably, what, 40 pounds, 45 pounds. They're running around, they're laughing, they're having a great time. And it's, I don't know, it's just a remarkable tribute to, you know, to generosity and hope and belief. Um, And we're thrilled that it has a happy ending. Piotr feels the same. My happiness was doubled because I got the medal. And then I was able to help Oleg. Actually, I think I was more happy that I could help Oleg than because of the medal. Do you think he had any idea that this act would have such an impact? I don't think it really hit him until this gala that they have in Poland every year. I guess for years and years and years, some sort of publication in Poland has held an Athlete of the Year competition in which people vote, Polish people vote as to who the greatest Polish Athlete of the Year is. And in this gala, which is televised nationally in Poland, um, athletes are ranked 10 to 1 in terms of who had the best year. And so there was no doubt that Piotr was going to be in there somewhere. What they didn't tell Piotr was that his statue was going to be given to him by Oleg. That Oleg would be on stage with him. And in fact, we got to see Oleg hand-painting that statue so that it would be special for Piotr. And so Piotr is, you know, he's a competitor. He keeps his emotions level. He prepared a speech and he was ready to give it. And he comes out on stage not knowing what's going to happen. And Oleg comes out. And Oleg hands him the statue. And this tough discus thrower breaks down there on stage in a way that's very unlike him. I am really touched. I thought I would never have tears in my eyes. We need to know how to share with others. We have to know how to share because I know how it is to have nothing. And now I have things I can share. And I think it's at that moment that he realized how much what he'd done mattered. Not just to Oleg, not just to Oleg's parents, 
you know, but to the rest of us who want to be able to believe in the Olympic ideal and in people doing good things with what life has presented them. That does it for this episode of SC Featured. We'd like to thank Piotr Malakowski and the Shemansky family and Dr. Abramson for sharing their story. To subscribe to the SC Featured podcast, go to the Listen tab of the ESPN app or download it on Apple Podcasts. This episode of SC Featured was produced by Jenna Contreras and Dave Pierpont and edited by Dave Pierpont. Michael O'Connor and Chris Connolly provided field producing and reporting. Gustavo Coletti is the senior managing producer. Until next time, I'm Jen Latta. Thanks for listening.